Hello and welcome to Voice Note, the fortnightly podcast where we share our musings about modern life and invite you to share yours too. We are four friends who met at university. Georgie, Laura, Una and Chloe. Now sadly separated by geography but brought back together by the power of the Voice Note. When it's discussing dating, family drama or our latest cultural recommendations, we love nothing more than a rambling voice note. So settle down with a glass of wine or cup of tea and enjoy some hopefully relatable content. So this is a bittersweet moment for us all because this is our final ever episode of the podcast and we wanted to take the opportunity to reflect on the last year, um, look to the future and also share a little bit of our story and how we came to embark on this journey and this project together. Um, and so we're going to share a little bit of that with you now. I mean, I guess our origin story is like when we lived together, when we started living together three and a half years ago, which, you know, every 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 friendship has a foundation like that's where we really properly started we became this nice little girl gang and like we knew each other before um but then started living together and I guess just the way that the way you do it's not an original story in any way but like we just kind of came together and became very fast friends and everything has has continued like super super nicely for a really long time um but then like everybody you know we started living in different places and then yield pandemonium started and the the pineapple like it really that really happened and we really were like we need to stay in touch so we just did that super super regularly because I think we like we obviously had a group chat before the pandemonium Um, (laughs) (laughs) we like we obviously did keep in touch like we had a group chat but I Mm. wouldn't say we like regularly did like group calls like we didn't really video chat very much um and then obviously when everything changed it became like a weekly thing because in back to the old lockdown one we did um we did like kind of updates like weekly updates with yeah. zoom calls and powerpoints about what our week had been um and I guess yeah the podcast kind of evolved from there um as a kind of like activity that we could all work on together yeah and I don't know if because Chloe had been doing some um like like a training on how to do a podcast and I think when it got suggested it was like oh imagine if we could do a podcast and then we were like wait (laughs) we could yeah and I think like what you said is also true like we definitely just by the nature of being separated by geography like hadn't kept into I don't think we ever did like a video call um and then when the the penguin arrived we obviously yeah it just very naturally I guess it sounds cliche but it really brings into focus what's important and Mm. your friendships become like so so important and valuable and yes I had done this podcast training and this but the specific idea was really from the fact that we'd started not just doing these weekly zoom calls but we were voice noting each other all the time kind of started voice noting and it'd be like if we had like some sort of like boy or family drama or like whatever it was like we would voice note about it or like something had happened at work or like whatever it was like we would voice note or if we were feeling down about something and then like everyone else would just rally round and voice note um and it was really this like quite special thing. And that is really where the um, the idea came from. And we've been voice noting ever since. <laughs> we, we still voice note all the time, don't we? So we still yeah, we do. send the voice yeah. notes around. And sometimes it'd be like, okay, prepare yourself for like a series of like <laughs> all these voice notes. Um, um, voice notes incoming. Voice yeah. notes incoming. Um, <laughs> telling all the drama and actually you know voice note listeners if you don't voice note your friends in a regular real life 
would heartily recommend because it's a really great way to like I I guess a cathartic way sometimes to say about you know some of the things that you're feeling and tell your friends about it so we should all be voice noting is yeah. is the message really mm-hmm. the main takeaway here there's also a kind of like mad efficiency thing about it because for me I like would ma- like massively overthink you know if someone someone's like I need some advice or like I need some validation <laughs> or like this thing has happened to me and I just need to talk about it or like whatever it's always one of those kinds of things that starts off a big voice note chain and if I was you know if I'm typing that like I'm really overthinking things and I'm trying to be like super articulate and really really trying to get a point across I guess and then when you're voice noting there's just this free-flowing information like your thinking just becomes well for me anyway because it feels wide open and I think that was the nice thing about doing this was we were like well we've been doing this for each other and actually we I my memory is that sometimes we would we'd be voice noting about a specific issue and then we just end up having this these sort of like very rambling like you know 50 seconds 57 you know 35 seconds whatever <laughs> about, about the issues of the world like it would just kind of descend on this group chat and, and we were like we should do this for everyone obviously <laughs> we should democratize this experience that we're having yeah it's just like sometimes a bit of a brain dump from my end anyway but it feels I don't know helpful cathartic interesting gives people some company whatever mm. I don't know I, I'm also endlessly amused by doing it on Facebook Messenger because it's got like yes. a, a time limit on it yeah <laughs> like, get um, it out cut it down it's like 50 seconds. seconds and you're like da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where that cut out there <laughs> the classic yeah um, WhatsApp voice times. note is definitely the superior, superior voice note although we don't really WhatsApp apart from podcast chat but yeah they can sometimes it's good because it it forces you to like get the point across in like 60 seconds or less mm. but yeah it's like running down yeah. this is or a very, case, you very, just this is very <laughs> niche and boring chat but my qualm with whatsapp voice notes is like you have to hold down the like recording thing you can't <laughs> so it it lock, you don't. lock you're joking yeah, really you can't, like, Scroll up and lock, yeah. <laughs> my oh my <laughs> life has just changed in this moment. What he has learned today. Oh my god! Because the thing that I liked about Facebook is you just tap it and go. Yeah. But with WhatsApp, I was like, I've got to hold down this little microphone thing. No, no, no. Oh my god, amazing! Well, <laughs> out of the I action, did not know. Comes a phoenix. Game changer. Wow. Yeah. See, this does help. <laughs> things through hell. <laughs> um, I mean, what this year has taught me is that while I did enjoy slowing down a bit in the first lockdown, um, I actually am an extrovert in terms of I just love um, being busy and seeing people and having lots of plans. And that's just where I get my energy from and I think this year has really just taught me that but um I guess it's just sort of made me think you just need to make the most of of those moments um and not take for granted the people that you love and the things that you love doing I think something I found really important in last year and what I've taught about myself is I remember seeing a satire newspaper headline in the last year which was like local man at end of tether finds yet more tether and i think that just kind of sums up this year for a lot of it it's just like being so fed up with everything and so frustrated and um done but you find you know ways of coping you find yet more ways of being flexible and having patience and finding grace in this situation and I think that's something I've been surprised in myself is that how far I'm willing to stretch about how well I'm able to immerse myself in, in, in this scenario. And as hopefully we're coming to an end of, of the pandemic situation, um, you know, that, that that's something which I'm going to take forward going on and that we're nearly through this. That's a great thing. And I, I know that I have that resilience there. So those are two really interesting voices and I just want to pick up on um the first one about finding out you're an extra I think I found out that I am well and I kind of knew this before but I'm definitely an introverted extrovert introvert whichever way around you want to call it because actually I've really 
missed a lot of things but once I kind of got settled into the routine of not doing much socializing I'm like okay well this is fine um <laughs> but I know that once things open up and you can do a bit more like I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing people again yeah but at the same time I think I have just confirmed to myself that I kind of I'm a very easygoing person really socializing and can just do either or and I quite like spending time you know by myself but also with people I have realized that I am a massive extrovert um in that way that like you know when you do like the Myers-Briggs like Mm -hmm. I'm slightly extra but I think the main thing because there's sort of different conceptions of it but the main thing for me is like I get my energy from being around people um and I've been living at home in lockdown three and my mum is the total opposite like she just kind of like retreats to her books and like is like happy in her little kind of like cocoon um and it's been quite funny our like totally different experiences where like I'll just be sat around like every sort of few weekends or whatever I'll just be like sat around and I'll just be like I don't want to read another book I don't want to watch another tv show I don't want to do like another like zoom like I just want to go and be around people and how much I've like actually actively like craved it like so deep within my soul just craving like being around people yeah I am I always find the like introvert extrovert thing like I don't know I just find it really funny how like into it people get like people who are massive introverts are like "Mm, I mean extroverts are the devil and then extroverts (laughs) are like introverts like get a life (laughs) I find the whole debate very entertaining as someone who I think is like on the cusp of being both like when I I did a Myers-Briggs test like a few years ago and it put me like just like very just an extrovert but I similarly to Laura I think I'm quite like I'm quite good at adapting to kind of like this is kind of how it has to be but similarly to Chloe I like I sometimes I just felt so restless I would say I'm I guess more introverted in the way that I think I expend energy on interactions with people <clears throat> but I think I don't know if that's changed during like the past year but sometimes I'm like I cannot be asked to go for a big walk like yesterday we'd like gone out for a walk in the morning and then got back and it was like 1pm and I was like I can't do another like I just can't I need to do something else with this day like because normally I guess in like a year ago or two years ago, it would have been like, okay, it's a Saturday. I'm going to like go for a drink with someone. I'm going to do this, this, this. And I think I have found it tricky to like just deal with there being no diversity in what you can do. Like as someone who feels like both an introvert and an extrovert at different times, having to be pushed firmly into like the one camp. Mm. I'm like, no, just like, let me get a drink with friends I just yeah it is very yeah I just want to like see people yeah I I relate to that quite a lot I am one of those people who's very into (laughs) Myers-Briggs um and like when I normally do that test I get like 70 or 80 percent extroverted um but I haven't felt I guess kind of like clawing feeling that I'm not getting the things I need for my energy in the last year um because I think I've kind of allowed my walls to come a lot closer to me. I've kind of just retreated. And it's not been like comfortable or good for me because actually I'm very tired a lot of the time um, and I feel quite demotivated. um, And I like haven't really, and the consequence of that is that I then haven't really been very good at seeking out the interaction that I know is probably going to make me feel better. So to be honest, like I found the whole of the last year like a bit of a blip in some ways. I watched this... um, clip clip of I'm not a regular listener to women's hour but um I listened or watched this this clip of Sheila Hancock on it a few weeks ago I don't know if any of you saw this I put it on my Instagram story because mm-hmm. I was like I've never related to something so hard in my life she was just like I haven't done anything this year like I haven't done anything I have learned that I am really bad at self-discipline and I was like oh my god <laughs> Sheila same like same <laughs> and when uh, our second voice noter was 
you know, talking about finding more tether, which incidentally was hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, finding more tether, finding ways to cope. Like, I don't think I've necessarily found ways to cope. I think I've just allowed myself to keep going, even though I'm like not particularly energized. Um, but then I do have these moments where I, I remember how much, you know, eventually, like when that comes back to me, when the opportunity to do those things comes back to me, how good that will be. Because um, I've had a couple of weeks recently where, you know, when I've had check-ins and stuff with people, they're like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm really good, actually. Like, I feel like I'm speaking to quite a lot of people and like, I'm getting a lot of energy from that. And, you know, I think so much clearer when I'm speaking to people um, and all of that kind of thing. But I don't know, the whole the whole thing just feels like a bit of a a blip for me. So I'm almost quite jealous of people who feel like they've really refined to themselves what their idea of like, you know, like what's good for me in terms of interaction. I'm, I'm like quite jealous of that because I don't, I feel like I've just kind of stood still. I think yeah. to be honest, it is, yeah, like obviously it's important to kind of reflect on yourself and how you change. But I'm also like, we need to cut ourselves some slack. True. Like we have lived through obviously you know buzzword but an unprecedented time (laughs) and I also yeah I really have really disliked the kind of discourse at the moment that's like they're coming to the end of lockdown they're coming to the end of the pandemic like let's think about the next step like what do we have to work on now and it's like I'm still dealing with the past Mm. year like I don't feel like I have to work on anything like it's kind of just enough to have been like to have just like dealt with things or not dealt with things like um I guess on a on a more kind of personal level because well I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying but the second voice note was my boyfriend and he has I guess for people that know me or know him will probably know but he has gone through a really horrible year of that he got COVID like right at the beginning of the pandemic and then it developed into long COVID which is basically where Mm -hmm. It's like post-viral fatigue, I guess, but you develop like a number of symptoms like fatigue and, you know, aches and pains. And essentially like that's not gone away for him. So I'm so shocked by his resilience. Like it is just such a, yeah, I don't think I could have dealt with it in the same way. And then also like for me, I have found it very tricky to deal with obviously that, like the kind of that, that fact um and I think I have been personally surprised at my own resilience because I'm like there's been so many horrible things that have happened this past year and I feel very privileged that like no one I know personally has has like died this year but also there have been so many horrible things I'm like you know I'm I was also in a car accident by accident I mean a car hit me accidentally (laughs) and having to like you know I'm fine but um that was a thing I kind of had to bounce back from yeah as on top of everything else in the year so yeah I I think as a tribute to myself I've been very impressed by my own resilience like you know we've had we've all had to deal with a lot uh and I think it's testament to so many people that like we're still here and still like you know getting on with our daily lives like how amazing is that yeah I think that's so that is so true like when I think about resilience to me it doesn't mean that like I haven't like cried my eyes out and like felt hopeless and like all of those things but you just you like get on with it you find you find that bit more tether like somehow somewhere like deep in you inside of you like you find it I remember um sort of coming out of lockdown one and someone said to me it was in like a group setting like oh I've actually quite enjoyed like I've never lived through like a historical moment before and like you know I like that yeah anyway and I could kind of I could kind of see it a tiny bit um Mm. and now I'm like get me out of this historical (laughs) moment I am done living through this historical moment like you do just dig deep and I I remember like um 
particularly like the last few months you know with you know for people living in the UK like you know we we went through a period of like relative like relative openness to then go back into a situation a, a pretty bad situation I won't you know go into all the details of that like if you know you know <laughs> um and you know like back in December January I mean like I went and got a COVID test on Christmas day and then spent my time isolating like um you know my dad has been shielding all throughout the pandemic um and you know I've worked I you know work on on vaccines so I've been a busy bee <laughs> alongside all of that so and somehow somewhere deep within you like for all those difficult days you just dig into some unknown part of you and I guess picking up on what you said Georgie like you know you said you'd never been through something grateful that you'd never been through something similar and like you know um I feel like I've been through hard times but nothing compares to this um Mm. yeah you just dig deep and find that other part of yourself that can get through it yeah and I think resilience is a I have a tricky relationship with the word resilience um because I think when you're in the midst of (laughs) oh my god a trauma that has affected literally billions of people you know when you're in the midst of a traumatic experience resilience is the thing that you you dig deep into and that gets you through um it's the thing that forces you to keep making human connections that you can rely on like that you know that's that's deeply ingrained but at the same time I'm so worried and I guess this kind of hints to what you were saying Georgie about people talking about like we're coming out of things and like things are coming to an end I'm so worried that that resilience that we've relied on for the last year is going to be the excuse for not treating this as the genuine like historical disruptive like, terrifying like year that it's been mm. and I'm saying that as someone who hasn't lost someone like who hasn't had to grieve um who you know okay I've been doing my own stuff at you know we've all had our own stuff the idea that we could potentially come out of this and it could be a just like okay great now we can move on and you're like no <laughs> um and so there's there is this thing about I guess if we go back to the the actual voice notes that we started this conversation from, like those reflections that people have done about themselves, like I really, I really hope that people are able to use that like deeper understanding of themselves that they've gotten in the last year to like think about how they kind of, you know, behave and the things they want to do and the things they want to dedicate time to like in the future, because it's not enough to be like, these are the things I dug deep into and then to just, I don't really know if I'm being super articulate, but I'm, I guess I'm just worried about a switch flipping. And it's like, we forget all this amazing reflection that we've, we've been forced into doing, basically. Yeah, and I think sometimes, like, the discourse around opening up is really kind of like, oh, haha, like, pubs opening, you know, we can all go to the pub, it's going to be normal. And it's, and you're right in it, it's not necessarily going to be like that. And for, like, a lot of people, it's going to actually be really, really difficult to kind of make that change back to some kind of normal I mean and I don't like using the word normal because I suspect it will not quite be like that anyway um Mm. but I think we've had a lot of time I had a horrible amount of thinking time really I think over the last year like probably we all have but I think it's not so a feeling like you know we've got absolutely nothing from it but I know what you mean what you were saying earlier about kind of feeling like you're kind of standing still but Nobody has, you know, really, I think, massively felt like they've made, like, gigantic leaps forward. Like, the majority of the population just kind of feel mm. like we've just kind of gotten through it. And, like, for me, you know, like, work has been a really big help most of the time, apart when it's not. Uh, <laughs> and I think, for me, like, that's kind of the key thing I, I guess I've made moves forward in. But, ultimately... There, there, there'll be there's like lots of small things that I think I've got out of the last year. There's just not been any kind of big, yeah, things that I maybe this time last year, or, well, not because it's before pre pandemic, I had all these ideas in my head about like what would happen in the coming year or two. And let's be real, like none of those things have happened because I've not been able to go anywhere. Mm. But that doesn't mean that they, you know, they won't eventually come, but, but it's really hard, I think, to see that at the moment. Um, mm. And I think 
that resilience to me at the moment is really not thinking too long term and just taking things kind of every day and yeah I think for me it feels like it will be a balance between the two things and um the the it's reminding me is it's reminding me of like when uh my dad was first diagnosed with cancer and went through treatment and I remember afterwards just like kind of I'd gone through like this huge thing and been like so upset by it for so long and then when um when the treat like went after he'd undergone the treatment like just kind of went back like bounced back to like the normal and I think that element of it is so important as well is like we actually need where possible to be able to like just experience that joy like just bounce back into making those connections that are so fundamental to being human and just experiencing that like like in a lot of ways mindless joy and that isn't to say that like there won't be all this reflection that we take forward and that there won't be like things to come that we'll have to like deal with in ourselves and collectively um in our relationships and as a society um but also I feel quite strongly there needs to be this balance because that's also what we've been missing is just like being mm-hmm. yeah this is very true and because I think like one of the like magical thing about our bodies is that like you can't remember physical pain similarly there will be times where in maybe the near future we can't remember how we felt like when we were stuck in lockdown when we couldn't see people we we loved when we couldn't do very small kind of trivial things in our lives there will be a time when we can't remember like the emotional pain of how that felt and I I feel very strongly that we can't just blip over this year and be like "No, no no it didn't exist but yeah, like Chloe's saying, like we need to allow ourselves like to to not remember it for like some time. Whether that's like when you're with a friend and you can't remember how it felt to not be able to see that friend like legally, like it's little times of being able to just yeah forget for a short amount of time, but, but not allowing the memory or like the kind of collective trauma to be forgotten. Yeah. Hi guys, um, Ian here. Obviously been a big fan of the podcast from day one. So um, disappointed to hear that it's finishing up, but also very glad that you guys are going to be able to get out and about and uh, enjoy some fun stuff as opposed to being cooped up inside. Um, two things that have been important to me, I thought I'd mention as as your prompt. Um, the first one has been, I've loved being able to take up running, get out and about, explore more of um, the Athens of the North, the beautiful city of Edinburgh where I live. Um, and second of all, it's been a really interesting experience living with my sister again. Um, we've not had to do that as adults ever really. Um, and while we've also had quite a good relationship and um, we've been prone to squabbles and things like that, but I think um, over COVID, over lockdown, being stuck inside, um, th- our relationship got, got a bit stronger, got a bit deeper, got a greater mutual understanding of, you know, where we want, how we've, how we've grown as people. Um, and I find that really valuable. And that's something that it's not going to go away so you know positives so thank you to our voice noter long time fan long time listener um for that really nice voice note um because i do think it is very important to like reflect on the things that you know have got us through have that we've enjoyed doing in the past year um and i think the one about uh what what he was saying about like taking up running and spending more time outdoors is a super important one like I think so many people have like I definitely have felt that I have explored more parts of my like where I live in the past year than I had done the entire time that I'd lived there before like just you've kind of because when there's when there's been times where there's literally nothing to do bar go on a big walk um you kind of have to shake things up like oh where am I going to go on my big walk today and um, where am I going to go next weekend um, and it's been very nice um, and also in terms of what he was saying about 
like getting to spend time with his sister as an adult like yeah that is really weird because so many people I imagine have found themselves in that position where they are like young adults have moved away from home never really thought that they would probably have to live with their families again but so many young people have done over the past year I do wonder if that's going to be more common going forwards or whether we're kind of going to revert back to it maybe being a bit more standard for young people to like move out of the family home. Maybe that's a topic for a a separate conversation, but I do think it's an interesting (laughs) one. Um, Like during the first lockdown, I stayed with my family for a couple of months and I found that so nice. Like I, um, I'm a very kind of independent person and like I moved, I went to uni when I was 18 and I kind of vowed to myself like when I finish uni I want to be able to get a job so I don't have to kind of move back home like I think in my mind I maybe saw it like as a step back and now looking at that I think that was potentially like the wrong way to look at it uh, and I thought that like spending extended periods of time at home would just like drive me up the wall but I think I really valued it and it really hit home for me how much I value being able to spend time with my family and they don't live near like I normally live in Edinburgh and they live kind of northwest England so it's not you know I can't just pop down for the day and I I, in a way it's kind of made me reflect more on like what I want in the future in, in my life like I never want to be further away from them than I am now like I want to be able to see them as much as I can uh so I think that is a really like nice thing like oh I love my family like it's just quite a nice thing to have have kind of gained from the past year I feel that a lot and I've been living with my family basically the last year and it's been like really generally really nice but it's interesting that you said like after uni you didn't want to move home I had exactly the same feeling and even though I've really enjoyed being here and like spending time with my parents, my sister, um, I do think if I didn't have a job, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it like as much. Um, but I, but you know, that's a, that's a very different thing. Whereas, like pre-pandemic, I probably would have found it hard to have a job that I enjoyed that I could do like near or in my family home. Whereas that's quite different now, but massive massive similar feeling on getting out and about um my parents bought some electric bikes and i've gone on about this endlessly to you guys like <laughs> off, offline not on the podcast we love the the electric bikes but yeah. i love the electric bikes um because i'm not a sporty person like at all but yeah mm. it's just been so nice to kind of explore a bit more and just go on these like really long trips but not feel like I'm going to be so tired when I get back and I'm going to walk again <laughs> um but yeah I think I think as well that like spending a lot, I've heard from a lot of people actually that like being able to spend so much time particularly young people who've gone home for a bit with their family spending so much time with families been really nice and like that theme of like kind of building a strong relationship with somebody who you maybe weren't so close with before like has come across like quite a few times and then kind of the conversations that I've had with people. And I think that, you know, going back to the previous segment, we were talking about things we kind of got out of this. Like, even if you feel like you've done nothing else, like that's a huge thing to have. Because like when we lived together and we built like a really strong relationship from that, you know, that hasn't really gone away. And I think the relationships that some people have built during this pandemic by kind of spending so much concentrated time with like one individual with your family, like, that's not yeah. going to go away even if you go and live on the other side of the world. Yeah, I definitely relate to the getting out and about points. Um, I bought a bike this year, like one of the many, many people who got a bike in the bike surge um, and have lived for a bit in London and a bit at home in the northwest. But in London, it's been just so liberating because like I you know there have been times where I probably don't want to get on the tube a lot of the time um and actually just being able to like go and cycle and explore like new bits of London that I otherwise wouldn't especially in a city that big where like you know getting around like at 
pace um is is quite like valuable in order to like make the most of it um and yeah definitely in second lockdown I loved just being able to like you know I'd sometimes like cycle into central London and it was dead um and just kind of like experience that liberation and I've had the same thing at home though with the car um and actually that's one of the things I've found so important is like having the ability to drive um because where I live is like it's not super like rural but it's not as connected as like a big city like London or Edinburgh um and so just being able to like get in my car and like even if it's going to the shop or like driving somewhere for a walk or literally just going on a drive putting on Taylor Swift and literally I mean singing would be like an overstatement like basically shouting out like some classic Taylor Swift is has been so cathartic and on the on the family point I guess um I'll I'll come in for the sort of like not opposite view but also just kind of giving space and validation to this as well in that like I love my family and I've spent, I think, basically six six out of the 12 months here and six out of the 12 months in London. Um, and we get on and we're really close, but it's been hard. Like, it has been hard. And I think there are, like, you know, quite a lot of families like ours who have, like, quite challenging different individual and collective circumstances, like, my dad has been shielding um both my parents are teachers and like all the kind of like stress around that um having like one parent having to go to work and all the sort of like changes in that that stuff um having a brother who through no choice of his own has been unemployed you know class of 2020 um and me working in like a very stressful job so like and and you know we don't have a massive house like we don't have loads of space um and I think it's also important to kind of just give space to that that like um yeah it's been absolutely lovely like having this time with them and like I never thought in my adult life I would come back and like spend this time with them but there have also been like and I think you know for a lot of families like there are like challenges with that too yeah that is so so true Chloe and I think to be honest like we're really speaking from a place of privilege where like definitely for me I'm like my family like you know they have a garden there's enough space that I could work from home that my sister could work from home that my like you know we could all kind of coexist which like so many people do not have and don't even to be honest don't even have the option of like being able to go home and stay with family um and would definitely agree there's been challenges and I'm like you know I'm sure they I'm sure they'd agree with me that I would say I love my family but I never again want to live with them (laughs) I'm sure that they they would agree with that (laughs) yeah I think it's been it's been an interesting time like I've been at home like Laura for the whole uh well actually I was in Edinburgh for like a month at the start last year um and then I came home because um uh, I'm a secondary carer at home so it kind of I could I could help basically um uh, by coming home but it was also it was also good for me like I was really struggling doing the doing this thing in a small flat in um a, a city that in the time before the pandemic actually I had found quite a stressful place to be for a variety of reasons so it was kind of a, a bit of a sigh of relief being able to come back here um, and I had always kind of thought I would be coming back to spend some time here kind of after um, I, I had just always planned that that would be something I was going to be doing. I had obviously never planned that it was going to be the only thing that I was doing like when I came back. <laughs> um, and so that that was kind of like difficult to adjust to. But I guess similarly, like work kept me busy and I sort of just got on with things and providing care at home like um, meant meant that I kind of had somewhere that I was putting a lot of energy but it's been it's been really strange because I guess I've had like a series of almost conflicting realizations about like my relationships you know, like my, my familiar relationships accepting 
that it's fine for them to be so so important to me because I'd previously always felt this like huge societal pressure that like leaving my family had to be this thing that meant I had like you know achieved this like really key milestone and I still think that's important for me um but also like accepting that it's like the basically just the it sounds so silly when I say out loud but basically the importance of those relationships like with the closest members of my family and like figuring out ways to like protect them whilst not putting myself in this really like uncomfortable position of being one foot out the door one foot in the door which is kind of what I'd straddled for the entire time that I was like at university you know that that in itself was quite sort of anxiety inducing so I guess I've I've had like a none of that was particularly coherent but I feel like I've had a series of kind of interesting you know like reflections on what my relationship with my family was before like what it is now what I want it to be going forward and that's been like really good for me um uh and then also it's it's been interesting as well because I think um there's obviously been so many huge political moments in the last year and I think being at home uh with my parents who are are people who like in general politically like we sit like in a pretty similar place but going through the like political upheaval of the last year basically and and then you know talking that through with them as opposed to friends of my similar generation and similar experiences to me has been really intellectually interesting (laughs) um I guess and like probably something that I haven't I haven't really thought about that until now actually in having this conversation um the outside thing oh my god like yeah I cannot agree enough I also understand like my my family home which is where I've been um I I didn't really have a great understanding of like the whole area that surrounds it I kind of like knew how we linked up to the center of Glasgow and like you know sort of bigger bigger distances but the immediate area like I just haven't spent a lot of time in because I didn't think it was that interesting when I was growing up and now I like know how all these things slot together so I feel like I've just amassed these little bits of information and appreciation and knowledge that I maybe didn't have before so I really, yeah, I really, yeah, I really, I really link with our voice noter actually on that front. Um, uh, lovely Ian. <laughs> yeah, I have also had the same thing, Una, because um, like I just hadn't really explored where I live locally, and I found so many walks that I've just like never been on, mm. um, and a lot of them are like quite similar variations on exactly the same thing. Um, but actually like there are so many different like alternative routes and stuff where I'm like I have never walked here despite having lived here for 18 years of my life um we also did a little poll um on Instagram asking people about nice things they've done for themselves in the past year um and we got a few different responses coming through so someone said taking vitamins every day um, buying fancy makeup and skincare products and also starting yes. a virtual book club um yeah can definitely relate to nice. um popping those multivitamins like every single day <laughs> yeah and also the like um the skincare one like I kind of yeah prior to this year I like I had a skincare routine but to be honest, it was never massively something I put like lots of thought into. And I guess would kind of like get my recommendations from like my mum, like if my mum told me a good product or like, yeah, that was really it. Like it didn't really take up much time. But um, yeah, during, during the past year, I got like really into like, um, like Caroline Hyron's like mm, following yes. her. Oh my God, the best. And I got her book for my mum. Um, but it's just kind of like she yeah, is the goal to great. be fair but it's just like I guess it's like you need something to distract your attention like something to put your like thought into so um, I feel like I've mm. kind of honed my skincare routine to, I I yeah the ordinary is more my go-to but um, I spend so much time like um, <laughs> searching there's like this website that's like um the ordinary chat room or something but it's not a chat room it's basically oh. like a forum like a blog and people post their like reviews of all the ordinary products <laughs> and I've just spent so much time mm. reading them um yeah but you know we all need something to do yeah I've definitely got into it like so much um did so much research in lockdown one and my skin has never been better um and I have like really bad um eczema at times and it's literally like yeah some of those um caroline 
Heron's um, recommendations have been absolute godsends. Also, this reminds me of when we, I'm outing them all now, but we're also in like a wider friendship group, which actually formed from doing lockdown quizzes together. Um, and I remember one time we talked about skincare in there and then like we asked like the men of the group, like what their skincare oh my God. routine was and they were all just like, oh, like sometimes I use a bar of soap or like, oh yeah, I just use like whatever's in the shower. <laughs> just like guys please love yourselves it's so distressing <laughs> but it's also like oh, their skin's like great. i think about how why yeah how? <laughs> yeah there's it, it's so, so it, it fucking infuriates me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i'm so terrified about do you know what this is this is clearly not at the forefront of my mind in terms of what happens like next in the world you know um i've, I've i'm doing little air uh, quotes what are these called air quotation marks <laughs> Air quotes, yeah. Um, you know what happens next, and sort of w- when the when the pandemic's over or whatever. But um, I am conscious that I'm supposed to be moving to London, and any time I've spent extended periods of time in London previously, my skin flares up to fuck because of the pollution. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna have to revise everything I've learned about my skin in the last year. Um, so that's gonna be a fun adventure. I um, so I've not really got massive into skincare, and I never have done more than kind of put moisturizer on. Yeah, because you've got skin amazing is. skin. Yeah, yeah. Thought, thought, but, and then whenever I try, I'm like, oh, it'll be nice. But also, just as like a nice act of kind of self care, whenever I try to do anything more expansive, it just ruins completely ruins it. I don't know why, um, and it just can, seems to make it worse. So I just tend to avoid it entirely. So when the men were talking about, I just use a bar of soap. I was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> in other like well, vaguely similar vein to, to skincare I've like super got into like cleaning <laughs> um oh, Mrs. Hinch. Mrs Hinch and Stacey Sullivan on Instagram uh I find so like I genuinely think cleaning has been a channel for my any stress or anxiety I felt this year um it genuinely has soothed me (laughs) like Mm -hmm. buying Mm -hmm. different cleaning products and like it's it's part of my like like my like weekend routine I'll like hoover and I'll like clean different bits of the flat and I don't mean it in a way that like I never cleaned before (laughs) obviously I did like I'm a very tidy person but now it's like I actively I'm like oh I can't wait to give this little hoover like oh I can't wait to test out this new like antibacterial spray that Mrs Hinch recommended me um yeah like I just loved it it's really great um Mrs Hinch is the goat of Instagram so so we also put out a poll on our Instagram asking people about the lockdown fads that they might uh actually keep up with so we had a um sourdough starters hilariously absolutely nobody said they were going to keep living with their sourdough starters <laughs> um which like fair I, I mean i've definitely figured out why they're so expensive um in the shops uh couch to 5k kind of running stuff five people said that they were going to keep going with that uh knitting crochet and sewing we had one one person who said they were going to keep going with that not drinking alcohol one person said they were going to keep going uh with that um and, a, and an absolutely incredible 13 people said they would be remaining um, with the, the app that is TikTok, the wonderful app. Um, <laughs> Will TikTok! Yeah, I mean, the sourdough starters does not surprise me. It is mm-hmm. the sort of thing that requires so much love and attention that um, I don't think... Yeah, I mean, I actually never made my no, sourdough but... I feel like people were giving their sourdough starters the love and attention that they should have been giving themselves in the first lockdown. Let's take that energy elsewhere. <laughs> I I am just such a fan as well of um work from home TikTok. Yeah. Just I just I really enjoy people like doing their little video being like, oh, Zoom meetings now. Ugh. <laughs> You're again. Well, it's like when now. your boss Ugh. like when your boss messages you at like 4 59 p.m and you're like what have i done i'm gonna be fired <laughs> so good. Oh, yeah um so yeah my 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 kind of addition to this as like a kind of trivial small thing that i'm looking forward to 
um, is like being able to enjoy a long train journey. Like, you know, when you turn up to the train station, you've got there early because you're organised. You Mm. go into WH Smith's or maybe like a prep or like a Costa or whatever the station has. You like get some nice like a meal deal or some snacks, the train journey. You get like a coffee or a hot chocolate or a tea and you don't have to worry about like, oh, I'm not allowed to drink or eat on the train because of my mask. Like, it's just so nice. You get on the train, you've got a table seat, you spread your meal deal stuff on the table. <laughs> you can like enjoy the views from the window. You can listen, like get through like a number of podcasts you've been saving up. I just cannot wait to be able to like enjoy that again because no. the times that I have got the train this past year have been <laughs> like a bit more stressful. Um, I just want to, I just want to be able to enjoy it again. Oh, great. Georgie, that was going to be mine as well <laughs> because I am so looking forward to that. Just like, oh, going to like Euston or King's Cross and going into an M&S, getting some tinnies for the train. It's like a Friday evening, right? Like you've just left work and like get the tube to like get to like the station on time. You get some M&S tinnies, like you get some like snacks and yeah just like oh the Euston rush everyone hates it I bloody love it I bloody love the (laughs) Euston rush oh it's beautiful I miss it so much do you know that that links quite nicely to what I had in my head is the the kind of the kind of jostling of public life right Mm. like the feeling of being anywhere and there being a lot of people in quite close proximity and I know this is quite an unpopular one because a lot of people are like oh I can't wait until people just have like greater respect for personal space which I think is very valid like you don't want to be like touched by random members of the public <laughs> fully get fully get that um but there's something about going to the theatre or like a concert in the evening actually I mean I just generally really miss being able to do that and like you know when you have to get up and get out your seat and there's already people kind of and you're like oh sorry like excuse me excuse me like, oh sorry and you just like have interactions with like 10 people one after the other being like oh sorry excuse me and it's just like this exercise in politeness this sort of yeah. awkward jostling and it's the same thing at train stations like um my suburban train like in Glasgow it was it's the one that everybody gets on and I was often there at rush hour and like it you would have this big rush from the sort of the main area the concourse whatever and yeah I don't know something about that buzz and being part of that slightly like maybe to link it back to TikTok a bit of the like main character energy about it of being like I'm <laughs> part of this <laughs> um, like tucking like, your hair behind your ear like... yeah yeah getting out of book on the train and being like oh so different um <laughs> Yeah, don't know. That's my thing. Also, like you know, the little like you're saying, you know, you're like you know about jostling and Mm. the kind of like is that even the word? The little (laughs) yeah, like jostling, like you know, the little awkward kind of filler comments that you would sometimes make to people. And I find myself (laughs) wanting to do it, but like you can't really do the interaction the same when you've both got a mask on. Like sometimes if I like if a someone at the till was like ringing up my shopping, sometimes I would like make a, like a really stupid not funny comment like oh just looking forward to a night in like oh my wine like you know like a stupid that. comment and you can still do it but it's not the same and like they clearly don't want to interact with you for longer than they have to I just can't wait to make stupid comments like that again I this is gonna sound really strange because I know a lot of people have not missed commuting but actually like sometimes I've really missed that kind of you know being back in the office all together like that kind of collective feeling of like oh it's Monday again <laughs> or, or like because I would always you know I'd get the bus and there'll be all those people sitting on the bus and you'd be like oh we're all feeling a bit miserable because it's Monday <laughs> and then I'd be like oh it's Monday I'm gonna treat myself good prep go to prep and get a like cinnamon danish those were like mm. my guilty pleasure yeah, yeah I miss that literally so much like honestly like at the start of the pandemic sorry panacotta I would fantasize <laughs> about like going abroad going on holiday like mm. oh like oh I really miss that honestly now I fantasize about getting on a morning commuter train going <laughs> down Victoria Street little like keep cup with green tea in hand flashing my pass in saying good morning to everyone honestly like I miss it so so much mm. um 
it's nice that all of these things have taken on this romantic flair I think Mm. for everyone because there's this kind of like because it it does it's like you said Chloe like it feels a bit like a fantasy now Mm. Um, and it won't be like it won't be like that forever but there is just something really nice about romanticizing I mean inevitably once we've been doing it again for a week we'll be like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) Um, but uh, you know yeah I've but I quite like that. I think it's nice. it. But like once again, like these things that we're talking about now are being like really, you know, like oh, remember, remember, because yeah, remember yeah. when? Yeah, remember when? Like it's really, it, I find it really, I don't know, comforting. Like it's a nice thought that at one point we'll do it again, and then it'll be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I kind of really looking forward to that as well. Also, to throw another thing in there. Um, I had one experience like back in summer when things were relatively open that made me realise how much I miss this where I was in a pub and I came out um, of the toilet cubicle and there was another woman washing her hands and we had like the chat you know like the Mm. bar nightclub like gals in the toilet chat and I was just like oh my god I miss these like random conversations with women in the toilets um that just yeah a a similar one I mean there's nothing like a massive respiratory virus to um put you off smoking so I definitely (laughs) like I haven't had a cigarette in over a year but I do miss being in a smoking area and someone else bumping you later like there's always a nice little interaction there um and it's a yeah it's a similar thing to the sort of like chat in the toilets like meeting someone at a pub and being like oh no you like you're you know like up at the bar like oh no you were first you were first it's a kind of similar it's just those micro like public interactions that I miss the most this is going to be like a very London-centric thing but even like sometimes I like fantasize about like getting the getting on a busy tube and having to do like lots of changes to get to like a really random place because your friend lives there and you feel like you should go see them (laughs) um like at some point because it's been like a year and you're just like okay well I guess we'd make the trek up to you know the random part of London that you live in um I think it's it's nice to look forward to like the mundane everyday thing Mm We wanted to say a massive thanks to everyone who's listened to us over the past nine months. Um, I think we've already mentioned throughout the episode, but this podcast has definitely been a very significant part of the last year for all of us. Mm. Um, It was really born out of our friendship um, and especially at a time when none of us can see each other in person. It's really Mm. given us a way to connect with each other um, while sharing topics that interest us with other people um, either friends of ours or people we've never even met before which has been super nice and we're very grateful to have had the chance to do that. It's also been such a great creative outlet for all of us especially at a time where options are limited um, <laughs> and a way to develop loads of new skills that we never even imagined when we embarked on this journey um, it's not just been about showing up for a couple of hours on a Sunday afternoon, but all of the other things that happen, like the social media and the graphics and the editing processes. Um, I certainly feel like I've learned a lot. Um, mm. And it's always going to be something that we can look back on proudly and say, we did that. We produced something. We made something. And that's pretty great. But that also just leaves us to say a gigantic thank you, because this mm. podcast isn't just about me, Una, Georgie and Chloe ranting for <laughs> 40 minutes. Um, it's also about kind of the the ramblings and reflections of the lovely, lovely audience um, who've been listening to us over the last nine months. So if you've participated in any kind of way, whether you sent us a voice note, whether you responded to one of our polls or questions on Instagram or Twitter, or if you've just been listening this whole time, thank you so very much. We've really enjoyed people's responses to us and your engagement with the topics that we've chosen has been really, really fantastic. And we're, again, just really grateful for that. Yeah, it's been so fascinating the way that people have engaged with us on such a variety of different topics. Um, and it's just been really encouraging to feel like we've had this little like community of people that have been with us on this whole journey um, that we've had together. Uh, as Laura said it's definitely not just the four of us Uh, lots of folk have said to us along the way that 
more than anything else, the advice that we're talking about and the stories that we're telling, that listening to us sort of rambling on (laughs) and answering people's questions and stories has made them feel like they're just having a conversation with friends, which in the weird but certainly very significant time that we've been through is just something to be so massively proud of. So thank you. Um, We've had the best time. Wow. Wow. That's a wrap.